Welcome to the Wisdom Lifestyle Money Show. I'm your host, Scott Dillingham. The goal of the show is to show you how you can grow personally, financially, have a larger net worth, and leverage your largest asset to help you develop the person you want to be. I take you through all the steps I did from being nothing to being told that I was nobody and I was never going to accomplish anything, from getting kicked out of high school to owning a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio in my own company with more than 20 employees. You'll meet our partners, you'll meet our friends, you'll quickly discover how you can improve your life. So listen in and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Wisdom Lifestyle Money Show. I'm your host, Scott Dillingham. Today, I have a very special guest with us today. She's one of our employees, Jillian Irving. She specializes in tons of investment properties, student rentals, and she's actually got a really unique strategy that she's going to share with us today. So I'm excited to hear about it. So welcome, Jillian. Thanks so much for having me, Scott. Look forward to chatting all things real estate with you. Okay, so usually I like to start off with uh, hearing about some of your background. So could you let us know, Jillian, how you got started into real estate investing? I like to cons- I think of myself as an accidental investor, actually. I really I got started just really on a whim. I'd started reading books about real estate investing. Everyone's read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but I read that book back in 2008, just before the big crash. And honestly, it never occurred to me that you could buy a house and get your tenants to pay for it. That's how unsophisticated I was. Um, And one day I went for a run and I ran past this really amazing house in a great neighborhood in Toronto called Leslieville. Um, And I came home and I told my husband, I said, guess what? We're buying a house. Uh, And he's like, I thought you went for a run. Anyway, we bought that house and it was kind of like the beginning of this really long, great love affair I've had with real estate ever since because we bought it without me knowing much. And it became clear pretty quickly that um, if I really dug in to real estate investing and you know, got a coach and learned specifics, that I could take that very rudimentary knowledge and turn it into something pretty big, which is what I did. So I bought that house back in 2008. I've refinanced it several times to buy more property. And with that money, I bought student rentals in Hamilton, which have ended up being like the mainstay of my portfolio, which is student rentals. But that was the beginning. It was just a whim one day. <laughs> it's incredible. And it's yeah. so amazing how much, how many investors have started because of Robert Kiyosaki and reading mm-hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. That was what triggered me. I yeah. read it, same thing. And I was like, man, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I joined, he had a course in Canada that he ran through a third-party company and I signed up on it and then I yeah I started investing I think once once you understand the numbers and how it works the fear that you might have about like these big investments vanish because you can see the power of appreciation mortgage pay down and and cash flow working together and you're like wow I wish I knew this sooner anyway we can only start when we start but um yeah, it really has been great for, for us. Yeah, and to to your point there, honestly, personally, I found the very first one to be the hardest because mm-hmm. say you had a vacancy and it was a single family house, you have to pay that out of pocket, right? But once once you get a couple, then they carry themselves. So even if there is a vacancy, don't you don't even notice it. So really, in my opinion, the first one's the hardest one. You know, but that's like anything, right, Scott? I'm- always when you start something new or you're learning a new skill or you're starting up something totally different, you're always going to have those nerves around it. Um, and so I guess really it's just getting over the hump of the first one. Cause you're right. It just gets easier after afterwards. Cause then you're, 
nothing really surprises me anymore. That's for sure. <laughs> Especially with student right. rentals. Like I've seen it all, honestly. <laughs> yep. No, and that, that's also, and I don't know if I've told you this before, but that's why I'm so excited that you're part of our mortgage team as well, because we specialize in working with investors. That's our, like this podcast is about investing in money and th this is mm -hmm. what we like to do. And yeah. the fact that you had that background in investing, it just, I don't know, we're excited to have you. Well, I really do feel like as a, like a mortgage agent investor, I get it. I really understand the challenges that investors go through when trying to get financing. I understand the invest, like just the, the, the landlording part of it. So I, I really feel like I've got a bit of experience in, in all these different areas. So it does help. Oh, it does for sure. Because again, like I know that's what our clients are looking for. They want that expertise. They don't want to just go to somebody who just approves that individual transaction and then they don't set you up for the future. Yeah. I know that's kind of how we look at things and running through even some of your most recent applications, right? The clients are looking to refinance, to purchase, mm -hmm. and we're, you know, we're planning it all out for them. So it's super cool that uh, you have that experience. So I'd like to talk about student property investing. So I know a lot of people would buy student rentals pre-COVID and everything was fine and dandy. There was plenty mm -hmm. of lenders to do it. How are you finding that space now? Um, uh, so, so during COVID, the students push back on their landlords a lot. And we're hoping for refunds and rebates and all sorts of stuff. So each landlord handled that differently. But um, there are a lot of landlords who had never had any sort of hiccups in this space before. And I think they got spooked by the market and many of them sold their rental pro their student rental properties in the pandemic. So what we've seen now as a result of that is there is such a demand for student housing. I have never seen anything like it. Like in the how many years have I been investing in that market a long time now and it's usually just pretty standard and I've never seen demand like this. I would say rents have gone up by probably 40% compared to last year, there's just nowhere for them to live. So all of a sudden, this is like such a hot uh, strategy, I would say. And it was always cash flow positive anyway. It was one of the strategies that were easier to cash flow now. It's even better than ever. So it's great. It's a great, great strategy to consider if you're trying to buy like a single family type home in Ontario, but can't figure out how to get the numbers to work. If you're near your university or college, I encourage you to encourage everyone who's listening to consider the student rental strategy. It's actually pretty easy and it's not as complicated as you'd think. And it's been really great in terms of cash yeah. flow. Now, one of the negatives that I've heard, and hopefully you've got the answer for this, I'm sure you mm -hmm. do because you have the experience in it, but is a lot of people are scared of the student investing because they don't want the tenant or students to have all these parties and damage the properties and stuff. What are some tips or tactics that you have to sort of minimize that? Yeah. I think everyone saw that movie Animal House, right? I think that's the meme that sticks in everyone's <laughs> mind. They're like, they just imagine these insane parties and like the living room couch ending up on the front lawn or in the pool or something like that. And the truth of the matter is, Scott, that, you know, nowadays um, you know, you've got your parents are co-signing these leases. And so uh, you're really not at risk for any big damage because you've got co-signers who are going to, one, pay for damage if there is any. Uh, I've just never had a party. Like I've never had damage that at all on any of my properties. I vet my students pretty well. Um, they kind of 
know the house rules. But the truth is the only really the only downside to student rentals is that there's a little bit more just general wear and tear because there's more bodies in your house. But I've not had any issues with damage that we haven't been able to like really easily recapture either by the students themselves or by a quick phone call to mom and dad. Like they the students really don't want you to call their parents, right? So, um, I think they just behave knowing that their parents are on, on the hook as guarantors. Yeah, so that's that's mm. smart. So then there you go. So that would be the tip. So have the parents on as guarantors for all the student leases. Absolutely. And yeah, so that's it's the safety mechanism in terms of getting paid rent. I mean, you think about it, you have the student who's agreeing to pay rent, then you have your parents as the guarantor also agreeing to pay rent. And that's like a mechanism that doesn't exist in any other rental strategy where you have two people on the hook. And students also, like when they get to university, they've been working hard to get there. No one is going to put their living on in jeopardy when they get to university, they've worked really hard to get there. So they're not going to let their, they're not going to risk getting evicted from their home for heaven's sake. So it really is a completely different, like just such a completely different population with just very minimal risks in terms of rental payment and damage and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Guarantors for sure. as a trick. I love that. I can see that totally working in any market in Canada, really. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, Um, great. So cool. So let's talk about financing. Now, I know personally, I know it's tougher, but can we dive into some of the options, you know, since COVID? Because pre-COVID, it was pretty easy. What's available to an investor now that's looking to finance this? To finance student rentals? Look, it depends if you're buying or refinancing is tricky, right? There's only a few lenders that will let you refinance. There are definitely ones out there. Um, if you're buying a property, it's kind of easier to buy a property that's not already a student rental uh, that you can modify um, than it is to buy an existing student rental, I would say. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I would say refinancing is trickier, is trickier to do for sure. Yep. Uh, another strategy that I see some people buying or doing, sorry, <clears throat> is the parents will buy the house with the child. And even though it is going to be a student rental because the child is living there, I've seen lenders totally okay with it, like major yeah. banks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because and, it's and owner occupied. And I think it's such a great investment for parents too to do that for their to do that for their kids, right? Yeah. Just to just for that child one to have the experience of being like a landlord, being responsible for helping with collecting a little bit of the rent. Um, yeah, it's an excellent exercise. And you're right, that owner-occupied angle is definitely something that can can help a file, for sure. For sure. And the other thing I want to clarify, too, is the lenders, they didn't just tighten up student rentals. They got rid of all of their auxiliary rental, not rent, rental programs, but just any auxiliary programs, and they stuck to their core. And that's what they started during COVID, because they were scared that there was going to be a huge, like, follow in the economy and the market and everyone was going to lose their jobs and whatever. And it didn't turn out as bad as they thought. Uh, but now I'm starting to see the lenders start to slowly add back in these special programs that were, that they took away pre COVID. Yeah. So I'm excited for that because that, yeah. that could mean really good news for student rental financing, because then if you can get more of the major players to come back in, then obviously it's smaller down payments, better rates, all that good stuff. So yeah. I think 
think uh, here's hoping. I think there's an exciting outlook in yeah. the near future. Yeah, which is cool. Hmm. So cool. Now, I'm really curious because you told me that you have a special investing strategy that you're looking into, and you didn't <laughs> give me much detail. So this is uh, I don't know what I'm in for here, but right. what is it? Still early days, but um, together with. Um, some other investors. I'm exploring this four season cottage rental business. So it's buying a property that has four seasons worth of activity. So not just a lakefront cottage that you could rent in the summertime, but something that also has a robust winter economy. So like downhill skiing or snowmobiling, you know, ice fishing, something like that. So that you can really in your mind imagine a complete four season reasons to go there for every month of the year. So we're going to do that uh, and and sort of enhance that with extra advertising and like a just a whole new sort of Facebook strategy as well too to channel our potential tenants for our cottage. So I'm really nice. looking forward to that. Yeah. I love it. And the mm -hmm. fact that you said four season two, that's so much easier. There's so many more lenders that'll do like four season cottages. Yeah. Than yeah. if it was a three season. Yeah. And, and some people have come up to me and they've said, well, why on earth would, you know, you and these partners want to buy an expensive cottage now? What about the recession? And I agree. Everyone's feeling nervous about what's coming down the pipe. But personally, I think that uh, there's going to be less travel abroad for a while. People are going to tighten up their belts a little bit. And the cottages that we're looking at are big enough to host two families. So it actually would be a really smart way to market to families who want to join forces with another family and make it a like really affordable Ontario bound vacation. These big queries about, are you scared about the recession? I'm actually not. I'm trying to tailor this new strategy with that actually in mind so that it can survive reset. So it's recession proof. I'm hoping I'm thinking. <laughs> it's, it's smart, right? So say you have a family and you could go to Disneyland, right? What is that going to cost you? Okay. It's probably costing you a lot. We're in a recession. Let's go somewhere else where we can have fun with the family. And they're going to look yeah. at stuff like that. I, I, I would, right. If I yeah. was in that scenario yeah. and money's tight, but you want to go somewhere and do something. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's great. I love it. That's so mm -hmm. smart. So, so stay local and you can partner up with another family as well and save some money save some money that way. So despite the fact that the weekly rents will be expensive, it's shared, right? So great for us um, as investors and and then great for families too to find value in in, in their vacations. Yep. Now I know uh, a couple of my clients, they'll buy in Northern Ontario near the US border, like closer mm -hmm. to Quebec. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's where you're looking, but they actually market to Americans um, yeah. and come over here because the dollar is so much greater. So it's actually a, a little cheap vacation for them. Yeah, this is it. So um, yeah, I don't know if yours are near the border, but no, they're a little bit further. They're further. Um, they're further north, but still, I, mean, I still think that our advertising campaign, which we haven't really completely refined yet, but I, I think we'll definitely be targeting Americans with their super strong dollar. Yeah, exactly. Why not? No, that's super yeah. cool. Yeah. So I, I love. Now, just about the mortgage part, right? Because you, you're on the team here. What are some things that you've seen or, or you have done for investors to help them to scale and grow? Because I think that's super important in this time age. Like most of my clients that come to me say, oh, we're stuck. How do we get unstuck? So we're mm -hmm. actually making a course about that to show them. Yeah. But what do you find 
What are some cool things that you've seen or have done um, to help an investor really scale? That's the joy of being at Lens City, right? Is that the team there, and especially under your guidance, Scott, is that you're so experienced in helping look like not this purchase, but how does this purchase impact the next purchase, impact the next purchase? So it's kind of like being able to zoom out a little bit and try to examine not just where they are, but where they're trying to go and to set up the foundation of buyer. Of of lenders so that they can scale with that in mind. So there's different lenders who will allow you obviously to get <clears throat> more rental properties um, than others. And so we try to just like stack it so that you've got the lenders that allow you the biggest breadth of, of ownership at the best rates. And you start there and then you add on top, add on top. And then, you know, when people get stuck and hit the wall, we have our commercial team. So I think most investors have no clue that commercial lending is even available to them as residential investors. And so I love it when I can take someone who feels like they've hit a financing wall and have been told they've hit a financing wall at other brokerages and then finding out from us that we have this whole team in place that can help them continue indefinitely. Really, you can go on forever, rinse and repeat commercially. So you know, it's really just about pulling back the curtain and showing them options that might not ever have been presented to them before. That feels really great. It's super cool. And the other thing, too, that people don't realize as a buyer, you would never know this uh, being in the mortgage broker space. We know this, but you like as a mortgage agent or a mortgage broker, you have to do so much volume with a specific lender to gain access to them. So if you don't do the volume with them, then you don't have access to them. So you, you're kind of lenders form around the type of clients that you have. And because we work with investors, that's our, our main client, we have those lenders. And I know we had, it was actually your, your file and we were reviewing it. And the initial thought was B lender because of the debt mm -hmm. ratios. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say the client or the lender's name, but I'm like, mm -hmm. look, let's run their rental worksheet and let's see if we can make this work. Yep. And we made the numbers work on the A side. Mm -hmm. So this client, had they been to somewhere else, they would have went with the they B lender, right? Paid lender fees. Yep. yep. And then mm -hmm. we ran the numbers and it, it's all good. So the guy's working on the down payment and stuff, but mm -hmm. uh, super cool. Like just the different yeah. options. Like we saved this guy lots of money just by coming up with that, that option. Uh, it's really, really neat uh, to, to see that. So no, that's cool. Now, as far as you, do you mm -hmm. mind letting people know like your location and that type of thing? So if they are looking for investment property mortgages or to meet up and chat with fellow investors. Yeah. Um, where can they so I'm, I'm the satellite office for Lens City. <laughs> Lens City's Windsor. I'm Lens City, Toronto. I'm, I'm the, the, the loan agent here in Toronto. Um, obviously we're super well connected anyway through zoom and through like all the team outreach stuff but really i'm here in toronto so i'm available to meet investors here or i, I go to hamilton a lot for my own properties peterborough for my properties but i'm really available anywhere around here nice that's awesome and so okay. somebody to this they love your story they want to work with you and get their mortgage with you how will they contact you they can reach me through Lens City. So it's Jillian at lenscity.ca or they can just, or they can phone me anytime too. 
Should I give my phone number? <laughs> I can give my phone yeah. number too. 647-404-7271. I'm always available to chat all things real estate investing, all things mortgages. Yeah. yeah would you just, I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know the answer, but would you mm-hmm. uh, be open to like joint venture partnerships? If people came along and they had money and stuff and they wanted your expertise, would you look at that type of thing? I do that. I do that anyway. Um, I'm pretty selective who I want to work with. I. Uh, my sort of model for joint venture partnering is to to establish really deep relationships. So I'd rather work with a smaller group of investors ra- and go deep rather than many and go wide. Um, but I'm always open to talking to people who want to see if it's a good fit um, because, yeah, I'm looking all the time. Yeah, you never know. That's awesome. Cool, yeah, cool. Know. I just wanted to ask because you never yeah. know it. I know people all over Canada listen to this, so it's yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, always no, looking awesome. for the always looking for the right partner. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. I'm so glad we've got to wrap up for now, but I'm so glad mm-hmm. you could join us today, Jillian. Thanks uh, so it's much. Really Scott. great to see you face to face too, because yeah. you know, running the Toronto satellite office, <laughs> we don't see <laughs> each other that much. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. good to see you. But uh, Any, awesome. So yep. So we'll put your. Uh, email in the phone number in the description below so if anybody wants to reach out to jillian you're looking for some investment mortgage advice or maybe partnerships that type of thing jillian will be your go-to and uh, thanks for coming jillian thanks god appreciate it no problem if you're serious about real estate investing and you want to take it to the next level with the least amount of time and mistakes then you're going to want to sign up for our real estate investor hub Visit CanadianRealEstateNetwork.com and hit the blue button or banner that says Free Investor Resources. Inside, you'll have access to real estate investing courses, networking opportunities, webinars featuring industry professionals, as well as dedicated chat channels to share and get access to unique properties. I look forward to seeing you there.